Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files here in Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. And I really appreciate uh, Warren Puckett coming and sharing his story. And in some ways, there's some similarities to his story and mine. So uh, I'm very interested in having you share your story with with our audience, and uh, as we usually do, tell us a little bit about your background. Where were you born? Okay, I was born in uh, New Jersey, um, but uh, my parents moved to Georgia, you know, when I was, let's see, 10 years old. So I I was pretty much raised in the South, in Georgia. He was working in? Yeah, he got a job uh, in Georgia. He was a truck driver, and and so they moved down there when I was 10, and so I've been there or now, I was there ever since. They were converts to the church. Was that in Georgia or was that in New York, in New Jersey? It was in New Jersey. Okay. And uh, it was a senior missionary couple that, uh-huh. that came knocking on the door. My yeah. uh, dad's sister was actually a member of the church. Well, I think uh, she kind of sent them over, huh? <laughs> she, she, she sicked them on her. <laughs> so she must have been thrilled when your folks uh, accepted. Oh, yeah. Did it yeah, happen so. pretty quickly? You know, it, it really did, and to tell you the truth, Earl, uh, it was really a godsend because my parents at this time, particularly my dad, there was some uh, drinking problem. Huh. Um, I would, I would guess, you would call us a dysfunctional family at that time. And so, yeah. when my parents joined the church, it was in 1965. It was really a, a blessing. Gave and them I, some direction. It gave them some so, direction. It yeah. gave them. He quit drinking. Uh, it gave them some kind of purpose, you know, mm-hmm. in life, and uh, and uh, it re- it really was a benefit at that time yeah. that that uh, that happened. Interesting. It is a it is quite a structure the the LDS doctrine and the, yes, the churches. Absolutely. How, brothers and sisters. Yes, I've got. Uh, well, I got half brothers and sisters. I got. Oh. Step brothers, okay. and, and it's kind of good, his, good size family. his, hers, ours, and somebody else's. I actually have an adopted sister too. Oh, so, right. so you were you were young when this happened. So you were baptized at age eight, were you? I was baptized at age eight. My yeah. dad baptized me, yeah. and, um, and were you active then? Uh, absolutely, my parents or? were active. My dad was a uh, uh, branch president. Uh, in New Jersey, in a what they called at the time was a dependent branch, which was dependent upon a ward. It wasn't an independent oh, branch, okay. but he was the branch president uh, oh. for I think about two years. Wow. So, yeah, so we were active, an active uh, Mormon family. Young man, and did you take seminary? And you know, I didn't take morning? seminary. Didn't you? Oh, right. interesting thing. I uh, I grew up and it was very active. Primary, you know, yeah. went to primary and um, got ordained a, a deacon, you know, when I was 12 years old and Teacher was very active. But when I was 16, yeah. I got a job. And so it was a job at a restaurant. I started working on Sundays. Working on Sundays. That happens, doesn't it? Yeah, and so yeah. I gradually kind of became, what I guess, what you'd call a little inactive at that time, a little okay. rebellious. So Yeah. Um, 
any thought at that point, obviously, or not obviously, but any thought at that point that the church wasn't true, or did you just have a, was that just your way of life at that point? Yeah, you know, I, it's the funniest thing because I, I always thought the church was true. Sure. You know, thought. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I had a testimony. Well, maybe your folks were active, and I, you probably heard testimonies at church and everything that we do. Absolutely. Fast and testimony meetings. Had some feelings, you know, had, yeah. had some feelings that were good, good yeah. feelings. But there was always something, particularly when I was young, you know, because when I was a teenager, even though I wasn't active and even though, you know, I was being rebellious, I read the Bible. Oh, you did? Interesting enough. Book of Mormon too? Or? I would read the Book of Mormon, but it was, when I read the Bible, particularly the New Testament, it was different. I, there was a genuineness about it. There was something in it. And I could, of course, I was too young to, you know, know figure it, out what it was. Yeah. But it, it was different than when I read the Book of Mormon for me. Uh, it just, it didn't, it wasn't the same impression that I got. Really? I, you know, it was just That's interesting. Strange. I, I just kind of went blindly through both of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, probably not realizing what either one of them maybe said, but... Uh, yeah. Just assumed it was all true. So, anyway, so you go through next few years working on Sundays or something, and yeah, what from, happens after that? From about sixteen to you know twenty, just really rebellious. You know, just kind of doing my own Folks thing. Folks disappointed and, in you, and, were uh, they? Well, maybe, maybe, but didn't, didn't really anything, let me but, know yeah. that way. They always were very supportive and loving of me, and well, good. Um, so there, there was no problem there. Uh, I was one of the things that that I dealt with was depression. You know, I, I and and part of that I look back at it now was a, a feeling of unworthiness. You know, a feeling that you weren't, doing, you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. And why do I have these feelings kind of that I have, these feeling. questions, yeah. or why don't I feel the same way about the Book of Mormon, and or why don't you know I do like Joey does, and his, you know, the bishop's son yeah. or whoever, you know, and I always felt this this feeling of inadequacy mm. and that I didn't measure up, and yeah. it really, you know, had an effect on me. And so, um, of course, I'm not going to, you know, blame the church the mormon right. church for my rebelliousness but right. you know there was that sense of of, of unworthiness uh, that just took a and you took me. all the blame on yourself i mean you yeah. assumed that it was you that yeah i assumed that the problems that i have trying to figure things out or or you know keep the commandments keeping the commandments yeah. it's, it's all my fault for sure you know it's all my fault it's yeah. not has nothing to do with the church or anything uh -huh. else it's it's all me mm -hmm. and so that that really had an impact on me and so i just got involved in some things that i that i shouldn't have yeah um but then my when i was 21 my dad uh got cancer oh. and uh he passed away oh and so i you know at that time i had moved I, I wasn't living at home, yeah. and so I moved back home because I had two young sisters, and take uh, care of the family. Yeah, to help my mother, you nice. know, with my two young sisters. Yeah. So and I moved you became back home. active again, and then point? I came active again. Oh. I started reading <laughs> the Miracle of Forgiveness. You know, oh boy. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know if that helped my self worth anymore. Or, Probably less, but, but at least, more depression. <laughs> yeah, made me more desperate, I guess. Well, yeah. I just need to try this again. So yeah. I got uh, I got active again in the church, yeah. and uh, really was active, you know, until you know 
that moment that uh, we're yeah. going to get to. Yeah. Oh, th this must have made your mom happy, though, to have you come back and be active and, and help oh, you yeah. take care of her and yeah. be there for her. And, Absolutely. You know, she yeah. was, you know, she, you know, and my mother's a, she's such a sweet lady. She's still a very active Mormon. Is she? Um, but I think... Back uh, in New Jersey or in no, Georgia? No, she lives here in Utah. Oh, she does. Okay. Uh, with my sister, and okay. uh, I, I call her a, a born-again Mormon. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I she knows the Lord. I she know she does. She knows the Lord, you know. Yeah. And I can, you know, we've had conversations, and she knows where I stand, and and I know where she stands. And, uh, nice to be able to have that dialogue. That doesn't happen all the yeah. time, does it? Yeah, she's yeah. very she's very open and uh, acceptive of yeah. me and, and the decision. She knows. I mean, she knows what God has done yeah. in my life. So oh, good. So during this time of being active, you hold some callings in the church. Would... My goodness, yes. When I got really active, I held. You know, I was a priesthood instructor. Uh, I was an assistant clerk. I was the branch clerk. Um, wow. I served first and second counselor to the branch president. Oh. Um, and eventually, uh, <laughs> the last calling I had was state clerk. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I, I served... <laughs> so uh, you saw the church in different different ways and saw yeah, the mechanics yeah. of the church. Yeah. Okay, and, and then you finally go to the temple. You get endowed. Is I did. Right? How, was that, well, how was that experience? Well, that happened when I was 23, okay. okay, and it was right after I started getting active again, and we had this uh, senior couple who was in the branch at that time, and he was really trying to get me to go on a mission, Oh, and because uh, I had just gotten active again in the church. I had moved back home, and, and he really wanted me to go on a mission, and so he, he made it happen that I went ahead and had my endowments done before I was even married, or, oh, yeah. and uh, and I was actually going to go on the mission. I had filled out papers to go, but for some reason, I, uh, I didn't go. It just didn't happen. It huh? just didn't happen, no. Yeah. Was the so. temple everything you thought it would be? And, <laughs> well, you know when you go uh, with your group, and um, after you go through, everybody, hey, isn't that just wonderful? Isn't that just the most amazing thing? Of course, feeling? they've probably been through before, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... You know, being young, yeah, yeah, that was great. But I didn't have that experience. I it was peculiar to me. Yeah. And it was. I'm not saying it was dark or evil, but right. there was just something that just didn't click with me. I, it didn't feel spiritual. It didn't feel. Yeah. I didn't feel close to God. Uh, I know what you now, mean. as I went back, and as I continued to try to be active and be faithful in the in the in the religion yeah you know i would i would have some You'd feelings start seeing different aspects yeah. of the temple endowment and what you were doing yeah. Yeah. but the yeah. first time it was just it was really yeah a lot of people have gone the first time and then never gone back right because I've heard of that, that i think yeah. i've heard that and i can i completely understand that yeah. because it's you know it, to me it was and it's just, just me yeah. I, it was Peculiar and kind of strange. Yeah. I, I, I didn't connect with God. Again, did you figure that was you that was having oh, the problem? Of course, yeah. I of mean, course, yeah. Just it's, assume it's, it's, not, it's, it's me. It's not the temple or the church. It's just you. Having <laughs> I got a problem. huge problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was all internalized. Yeah. Okay. So you get married. Yeah, got married to my wonderful wife. Yeah. And uh, 
we uh, we actually had a civil ceremony. We got married by the branch president, okay. and then ten years later, uh -huh. after we we got married, we were were sealed. She she was she actually was uh, sealed to her first husband. Oh, and so they had we had to get that cancellation oh, of sealing, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. So it was really ten years after the fact that, that we you went through and were sealed through. to each other. Yeah. And, and, okay. Uh, so so what happens uh, in your life that? <laughs> What happens in my life? So I'm just being a Mormon. Yeah. Just going through the, you know, the routine and the daily uh, thing of being a Mormon. Just working and doing your living life, huh? And um, in 2007, my brother died tragically. Okay. And um, it just rocked my world. I mean, it really, I was very close to him. I was. He was my half-brother, but, I mean, it yeah. doesn't make any difference. Uh, he was someone I, I talked to three or four times a week, yeah. and, and, and we knew there was some problems, but, yeah. you know, we just didn't anticipate what happened. And, um, it, like I said, it just rocked my world. And, I mean, to the point to where I questioned everything. I questioned, you know, my belief in God. I definitely questioned my faith in, in the church. Wow. And, uh, and so I started this journey, and I started looking at things that I wouldn't even have considered looking at on the Internet. Started Just different websites, you mean? Yeah, different websites. Um, the first thing I did was get a copy of uh, uh, the Journal of Discourses. Really? And I had the most interesting thing to uh, one of the guys, he was a Mormon, and when I was getting, when I had access to the, these copy of the Journal of Discourses, he said, now you, you, you need to be careful with those. And I said... And he's Mormon? Oh, yeah. He was very active Mormon. I said, well... You've got to be careful with what yeah. the prophet said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the well, it, was, it kind of struck me funny. So I said, well, why is that? He yeah. said, well, yeah, you know, there's just some things in there that you've got to be, you know, you got to watch out. And I said, well, the truth has nothing to hide. Yeah, you good, know. good response. And, I mean, he didn't say anything after that, but uh, I took those home, you know, and started studying, and this was about a six-month journey, and uh, realized that, uh, I realized that w the church wasn't what it claimed to be. Wow. Anything particular that you could share? I mean, was it... Well, I mean, there's, the there's just so statements. many things, you know, there's so many yeah. things that, uh, there's so many, you know, my goodness, the Adam-God theory. Okay. Um, you know, you're you're talking about you know you have to have Joseph Smith's permission to yeah. enter heaven. Um, Joseph Smith claiming he has more to boast than any man. I mean, there's just so many. Of course, that's in the church history, but right. uh, I also got a copy of that. But th there was just so many things that just blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. And then I just I would dig a little deeper and find out a little more. And uh, I mean, it wasn't a hard conclusion to come to for did me. Did you share any of this with Suzanne? No, I did not. Yeah. And I just, that was a mistake. I did it with all. With anybody else? Did you share it? No, I didn't. I didn't so share I didn't, it with her. I didn't her. either. And, I didn't um, and I, it just, I just, <laughs> I basically dropped it all on her at one no, time. And that's it, what I did. <laughs> it it's was, the wrong way to do it. But it really is. You're really feeling like you really want the church to be true, at least in my my situation did you want it to be true i mean we were, i was studying to in many ways tr prove the church was true and try to get answers for the problems i was having 
Yeah, it would have been a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, it would. <laughs> you know, yeah. it would have been a lot easier uh, to handle. Yeah, if yeah. you know, boy, that if is so huge, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so you go through this period of time and studying and kind of questioning, yeah. and what else happens? So I basically told my wife, and you know, <laughs> to make a condensed version of it. It did not go over well. Uh, she did not. It, it was. It was really bad. I mean, she. It just devastated her, you know, because she believed in the eternal marriage. She believed in sure. all of this, and and I was throwing away our eternal marriage and our eternal family, and I was just I destroying everything yeah. that uh, we uh, had worked for. Yeah. Uh, and so it was. It was devastating. Um, and it was a it was a very difficult time, very difficult time. But um, uh, through it all, and I I came across while I was doing the internet on show on Sean McCraney, Heart of the Matter. Oh, and, and you're in Georgia at this. Yeah, time. I'm in Georgia. When I'm doing this research, and I'm kind of in this transition period of I don't even know what I believe anymore, if I believe anything, and I see this crazy guy on television with. Uh, you know, a different look every week, and, yeah, yeah. 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 And but telling, you know, validating what I had found out, but at the same time, encouraging a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And so that was a huge. Didn't you just love that message? Yeah. You know, and don't trust me. Trust the Bible. Trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. Yeah. And so that that really was something that kept me afloat until I had my. Uh, what I call a miraculous event in oh, life. Well, tell us about that. Okay. It was, uh, like I said, it was in the worst of the worst. Sue and I, she, she was contemplating, well, I guess she was pretty much determined she was going to leave me. And, um, and I was so down. I was just, and I had a dear friend uh, that I worked with who, who was a Pentecostal. Uh, really? Went to a First Assembly of God, uh, LaGrange First Assembly of God there in LaGrange, Georgia. And he would always invite me, him and his wife. You know, you need to come to church with us. You need to come to church. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, just but he knew you were an active. Oh yeah, he knew I was struggling. He knew, oh, he you know, because we were too. friends. Okay. You know, and I had shared with him that you know what yeah. was going on, and yeah. and so one night he or one day he invited me, and I decided to go. Wow. I decided to go to church with him, and uh, not expecting anything. No. I mean, because. To be well, honest with you, I, I made fun of a lot of the Pentecostal people. Well, sure, we, you know, yeah. and uh, so I was very wary of that um, kind of worship, <laughs> I guess, or whatever. And so I went with him, not expecting anything other than just maybe some comfort, friendship, yeah. acceptance. Did you, you go alone? I, I, I did. I went with him and, and his wife, okay. and, and uh, we <laughs> we sat on the front row, and um, they had a uh, an evangelist that came yeah. that night. Uh, and I can tell you, Earl, I don't even know what he talked about. I don't, I don't have a clue what the man, I couldn't really? tell you what the man said that night, yeah. but something happened. And he was on the other side of the stage and he made eye contact with me. And he just made a beeline towards me. And when he did that, I just stood up. Oh and I was goodness. crying. I was, I was just in tears. Wow. And 
All he did was reach out and he touched me. He touched my, my chest and something happened. Oh I received the Lord that night. I became born again. The Lord Jesus entered my life. Um, I don't know what I said. I don't know what he said. But from that moment on, I came into a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I had a membership in a, in a religion, in a denomination. Yeah. But at that moment, I knew Jesus for the first time in my life. Wow. And it was wonderful. And it's been wonderful ever since. You know, it's been a beautiful journey, and uh, God has done miraculous things since then. That is, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, how did that compare with what you've known as, about Jesus as a Latter-day Saint? Well, you know, as a Latter-day Saint, I, I knew of him based upon their teachings of who yeah. Jesus is and who Heavenly Father is. Yeah. I, never, I, knew, I never knew him. I never had a relationship with God. I, I, and it's hard to explain. It really is. It's hard to put in words what the difference is. All I can say is I don't have a membership I have a relationship. I, I have a friend. Yeah. I have a savior. I have a God that I communi communicate with and connect with on a daily basis. And it's just so different, isn't oh, it? Oh my goodness. It well, when amazing. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Yes. And you'd read that as a Latter-day Saint. Absolutely. I, I know I had. It just didn't... But I was told it was just being baptized. Yeah, exactly. You know, I got baptized into the LDS Church. So. But everybody I've interviewed has, it's been a consistent theme that there's a different Jesus, a different heart. We're, yes. a, new, we're a new creature. We're just not the same as we were before you're born again. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's our spirits, you know. Our yeah. spirits are regenerated. They're, they're perfected. Yeah. We have a, our spirit has a desire to serve God. It has a desire to do what God wants. Yeah. You know, we're still in our flesh. We still have the battle of the soul, you know, the mind, will, and emotions. But our spirit is regenerated in Christ Jesus. He's in us now, yeah. and, it, 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 and it changes. And, and all those years, I have to say this real quickly, yeah. all those years of striving to keep the commandments, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and just to failing. Be, to please God. To please God, yeah. and failing time yeah. after time yeah. after time. And now I just rely on God's righteousness. I rely on His power and His presence in me through yeah. the Holy Spirit. No longer... You know, it's not a license to sin. It's a liberty to live for Jesus because yeah. I know He's in me. Well said. And so great things yeah. come about, and and things just kind of take a supernatural flow. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful it, thing. It is an amazing journey. Would you change anything other yeah. than maybe sharing your wife, yeah. your wife along the way? If I if I had to go back, <laughs> I, and I would encourage anybody who who might be questioning. Uh, their their faith in in the LDS to share church. it with people absolutely you know. don't don't keep your partner or your spouse I agree in the dark in, the, just, um, in my case children and family and friends yeah be able to share those little tidbits yeah. along the way when you're not threatening don't be afraid because as soon as you leave or speak out against yeah. then you set up a barrier that's just impossible to overcome a lot of the things we do is fueled by faith i mean yeah. by fear it's yeah. it's we just fear you know well how is she going to react how is he yeah. going to react how is my friends going to treat me yeah. and uh you know we just need to be bold with what i knew what had happened to me yeah. I, I knew it i knew 
there's there was no doubt and just just be bold with it don't worry about how people receive it or yeah. you know did how you, they react did you start reading the bible oh my goodness it just the the word of god just opened up to me uh, in such a way that um you know I, I enjoyed it as a as a youth reading it but it just it it became alive it started saying yeah. th saying things that you'd never really understood before absolutely. i'm sure well you know where it talks about and i will write my law in your heart yeah you know absolutely it's written in, yeah. and you just you you connect with it it's just amazing it's well amazing. you've been given a unique opportunity here i guess to start a little television or a, a Roku or a website kind of a thing. Tell us about that. Right. right. It's uh, through Alathia Ministries, okay. and uh, it's actually going to start on January the 5th. Uh, it's a program. It's going to be called uh, Breaking Bread with Warren Puckett. Okay. And uh, it'll be at 7.30. You go to hotm.tv, I think it is. And, and you see uh, it live, streaming live there? No, it's not going to be live. We're, we're taping programs. Okay. And, uh, and what it is is, you know, I'm, I don't... I don't really talk a lot about Mormonism other than the fact that I experienced it. I talk about Jesus. I think know? that's such a wonderful message, yeah. though, because that's what we need the LDS to do. Yeah. They must be born again. Yes. And they must come yes. to Jesus and, and start trusting that Bible. And uh, It's not just the negative. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, that is the main crux of it. So you what know? kind of topics will you discuss? Just... I'm going to, the basic theme of it is going to be, who am I in Christ? And how, you know, how do I have this relationship with the Lord? Yeah. You know, and, and really it's, who am I in Christ? And what is the difference between that and, and say, a, a membership in a, in a church or, you know, an organization Being or a in group? in a religion. In yeah. a religion, yeah, yeah. yeah. So More because it's... a relationship with Jesus. It's two different things. It really yeah. is. It really is. Keeping the law and you never can do enough and... No. And Mormons just don't understand that. There's just that, I don't know if you call it a fine line or a great divide, <laughs> yeah. but we both experienced that where we learned about Mormonism and who Jesus and the Bible, but when you're born again, it just becomes a whole yeah. new... Well, it's, it's, it's Jesus' righteousness that we rely on now. Yeah. It's no longer our own ability or merits. Doing, yeah, yeah it's, it's what Jesus is doing in us. And, and, you know, Jesus said, you know, come all ye that labor yeah. and are heavy laden. And you know, you I rest. will give you rest. I'm not going to you know, wear you out on one side and flip you over on the other. And though you your know. sins be as scarlet, they'll be as white as the snow because yes. of his righteousness. And what a blessing it is. Yeah. It really is. It's such a blessing to have, to have this. Whether, I don't care if you're a Mormon or not Mormon. It is the most beautiful thing to, to have this relationship with Jesus. Well, Warren, I can tell you're just enthused and, and excited about things, and yeah. and it, it just praise God, right? Amen. It just, it's Absolutely. just a wonderful thing, and I just I just am thrilled to see you, and I'm sure you are, and and Suzanne's come along with you. We'll yeah. meet her next week, and so it's appreciate amazing. you so much coming. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on the Ex Mormon Files. This has been the audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.